Hey, hey, and welcome back to Thoughts from the 305. I'm your host, Annie La Negra, and this week I'm joined by two people that I care for very dearly. I have the absolute privilege of being exposed to the complexities, but not very complex concept of bisexuality at a very early age. And is it, is it lesbianality? I don't think so. That's a hard, is it? I don't, I don't know. We're, we're going to have to clarify that. But I've had the privilege of being exposed to a lot of different sexualities at a very early age when my mind was still being morphed, you know, because adults can be pain in the ass like that. So, <clears throat> and, uh, and I do think that that impacted me and impacted the person that I became today. So I'm very, very thankful for these two amazing, amazing people. So, Familia, please introduce yourselves to the audience. Hello. I am Angelica Kat Gonzalez. I'm from Texas. I am a lesbian woman. I am Hispanic Mexican American. Hey, I'm Vicky Orozco. I'm from Miami. Um, I'm a bisexual woman. I'm a white passing Latina. Um, yeah, and it's great to be here. Hey. Gracias, gracias. Thank y'all for being here so much. So let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. <clears throat> You know, and like I was telling y'all before we started, initially I was going to have two different conversations because I do think that, you know, these are two different experiences that merit their own, but, you know, <laughs> I'm a one-woman show and it'd be like that, but the beautiful thing is, I think that having known both of you, um, especially as teenagers, um, you know, I wanted to see how in real, in real time, how things how experiences differed for the both of y'all um so let's start out with the concept of and i, I it's amazing because i still see memes and i still see people retweeting um tweets from very ignorant ass people let's start out with <clears throat> vicky is it possible to be bisexual don't you have to be either one of the other because Gosh, is it's it's so impossible to like two different sexes. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. I've heard that. I mean, since I was since I was young, I I, I definitely went through a a point in time where I just was like, I would just say that I was gay or I would just say that I was queer, and so I would use that kind of like blanket term um, incorrectly, right? And I would just say it so that people wouldn't necessarily question so much what I was, you know, interested in or anything like that. Um, I also went through a phase afterwards where I was just like, you know what, my sexuality is not the most interesting part of me, so you'll find that out when you find that out. Um, and that's that kind of worked for me for a while. And then, you know, after basically having enough people, like even like ex-partners, being like, you can't be bisexual, like that's such like that's such bullshit you just haven't made a decision yet or like whatever it was um i kind of just came back to it and was just like no now i now i just say that like loud and proud i'm just like no i i am bisexual like that's a thing that i like genuinely am like i am interested like i will be attracted to um either sex and you know it mostly is really just like if i even am interested in the person um, but it took a while for me to even be able to say that kind of stuff because there were so many people from a young age being like, no, it's, it's very binary. It's yes or no. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's unreal. And I mean, I can only imagine whatever, 
whatever people consider like is incorrect about being bisexual, I can only imagine what people who are like pansexual or asexual. <laughs> I know those poor babies. Yeah. Yeah, it can only be be so much worse than than whatever the conversation could be with me. All right, because <clears throat> bisexuality is not new. As it's not at, uh, wait, and I, I and I can't say that it's not new. No. Let me correct my language because pansexuality is not new either. Being asexual is not new either. We finally have language to add on, you know, to to conceptualize the experiences of these very unique people. Bisexual, you know, being bisexual and having the language for um, folks that are bisexual, that language has been around for a little lot longer. So, you know, I just really want to be conscientious of the fact that, yeah, a lot of these people, and same thing with, you know, trans folks, because you got pictures of people in the 20s, the early to the turn of the century. Like people have been around for a very long time, we're just starting to catch up. So yeah, I needed to correct myself there. Thank you for that. And I needed to get a drink when you said it's it's being a teenager is hard enough, right? And when you have to go through that, and people just continuously, continuously questioning, oh, but you're this, you're that, you're this. I'm somebody who doesn't really conform to just the gender norms and that by itself you're gonna get questioned it's like oh but you're not gonna you're not gonna wear this or why why don't you you know speak in a higher pitched voice and change your voice and maybe you won't get catch more say what okay so adding on those extra layers i can't even imagine having to deal with the the backwards way of thinking and you know having gone to high school with both of y'all in miami context because miami is yes this is pride central however comma i think that i think that i would stop right there just to say that like miami if it's pride central it's it's uh it's gay men pride central Ooh, yes very okay. much so. okay um I think that one thing that you know we're talking about like being back in high school i think that i remember like my family members being very accepting and being very warm and receptive to like my male gay friends they were like oh my god that makes so much sense okay oh my god like good for him that he knows and all that kind of stuff um and when it came down to me it was just like oh my god no like you need to find jesus like you just haven't like you're just whatever um and so it was just one of those things where like and miami kind of perpetuates that where Mm. it's like um the latinx community is is more openly okay with with gay men than than with gay women any variation of gay right um anything kinsey scale and so it's going through that as a teenager so like in the actual like um societal time frame of that right the early 2000s that was already rough enough but then putting it in a very latinx community made it a little bit harder well not a little bit harder quite a lot harder um and especially you know to be not either or at least for me i remember just having that conversation with you know with my parents a lot where they were just like what do you mean you're now like interested in this guy didn't we just have the conversation about you liking this girl and i'm just like yeah i don't know if you know but like it's very possible to just like people 
such um, a boring concept. No, and yeah. your parents, it, you know, to the they really are were. I you know from the experience, my interactions with them, they were one of those more forward thinking <laughs> that. So it's like, damn, even in that household, the patriarchy is very much just like present. Um, that and that's what I've seen it. I just haven't really heard it being said out loud the preference for like the more respect the more acceptance for gay men um and, the, and so cat you've had that same you've seen that also oh my god yes um even just being a lesbian woman trying to find any kind of not necessarily role model but just representation for who you are and who you're discovering yourself to be. Okay. Lesbianism just in general has always been hypersexualized. Mm-hmm. And it became a very awful trope of well, if you're a lesbian, why aren't you butch? Like you don't look like a lesbian. You're too pretty to be a lesbian. Like why don't you just try to date men? Like have you tried? Maybe you haven't found the right one. I was like, "Um, there's so many things wrong with all of those statements that you're trying to like enforce upon me." Um, there's just, there wasn't a lot of representation for lesbian women, especially the more feminine lesbian women, because it just didn't become believable. Like, oh, no, you're too pretty. This, obviously, you're making a mistake. You were choosing this very wrong lifestyle. Like, let's fix you. Yeah, because everything, everything is through the male lens, right? So it's very absolutely. If, if a man can't date you or, you know desire you or be interested in you or you're not interested in them um then like their payoff for that is that you're not interesting either right that you're not attractive that you're not whatever and that's where like butch comes from because they want people to be non-attractive to them and everything is through the male lens which is like oh well you're attractive to me and i am a man so there's no way you can be gay because that's that's that doesn't compute that's not too close to but then it's like, well, sorry, society taught you that, but that's just also not <laughs> that's how it thing. works. Yeah. Like, sorry, but you were taught incorrectly, <laughs> yeah. and you know, and and it's wild to me that there's cis women, like there's there's hetero women out there that cannot see that connection, because it's like as women yes i'm not, and i'm not gonna you know we have different layers to our, our experiences for like but the harassment it's like what the harassment of if you say no in whatever like you know in whatever shape or form if you're not my cup of tea no thanks i'm good there inherently has to be something wrong with you there, there has to be something wrong with me for saying no regardless of sexuality and that shit is that's wild that is that is a very very crazy concept and i'm just like thinking about like because i still think about our days in yes we were in marching band and proud we were the coolest fucking kids (laughs) on the block let's go we were the coolest kids on the block bass clarin the hell out of here okay but um (laughs) So, I'm afraid of all things to shout out. I said the cool kid, but she said bass clarinet. Oh my god. Okay. But, and so I think of, you know, now I'm thinking of like teenage cat, teenage Vicky, and I'm like, 
shit you know we had our safe havens you know we had places where we can go to be safe we had places where we can go and be ourselves but you know even thinking about the kids that that i work with today um you know and i was sharing with y'all that yes it youth and foster care disproportionately lgbtq because people still think that you can beat out the, the queer out of them and it's just like <laughs> no 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 that's not a thing no 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 please stop please stop it now um but it's just mind-boggling the harassment and the level of harassment because we're not we're not that old we're really not that old thank you stop it i need you to stop but thinking on those experiences and how early how early your identities how early all of our identities are challenged how early the harassment begins is just unsettling it's it's you can't be just a child you can't just be a teenager yeah you have to be you have, and, and if you don't know and have y'all you know because a lot of these concepts are new um have you seen like when you were younger and, and um, vicky were talking about um you talking about it a little earlier on not necessarily knowing the language were y'all did y'all face any backlash for not necessarily knowing the language within the queer community um, I think that I would say that I, I knew that I was incorrectly using the term queer. I think that I, I know that I was using it as a blanket term mm. when it, you know, very much specifies to people who haven't, um, who don't feel well labeling themselves under anything else. Um, and so I took that right and said, well, I don't feel okay labeling myself either, but it wasn't because I didn't know where I fit within the labels. It's because I was trying to get around society's ideas of the labels. Um, I don't think that I face a lot of backlash for it when I use them. I think I face backlash because people started realizing that I was just kind of like just tossing out whatever to get people off my case. And so then um, like a few, a few people who are LGBT were like, hey, you need to just either commit and just say your piece because you're almost going to make it worse because people are then going to really not believe anything because they're just going to be like well yesterday you said this and the other day you said that um so i think that that's what i would say would, was backlash but i think that like as a teenager early 20s i was like i don't give a fuck like this is hard like if i say one thing somebody's gonna have a problem with it and if i say another thing somebody's gonna have a problem with that um if i say this one thing i get away with it a little bit more and people leave me alone um and as you both have known since you know me is I love when people leave me alone so yes I was like this is the trick this word gets people to shut the fuck up so that's the one I'm gonna use <laughs> um but then yeah but then having that conversation right with with people from the community who are just like hey like I get what you're doing but it retroactively harms the community and it harms the you know the believableness of it and so then I was like okay well I guess that makes sense and then it's also one of those things where you kind of just have to sit with yourself and be like, you know what, like, this is the label that fits me. And this is like the truest thing that I can say. And if someone really takes issue with that, then they can go fuck themselves. And that's kind of like where you have to go from there. You have to start with that high energy and then skip. 
um, you gotta start on ten and then reduce. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm a Negro. I definitely empathize with that 100. percent Yes. Like, hey, listen, like you, you're, you've been at a ten the past five times that I asked you, so I get it. Uh, I'm not uh, asking. Now, now you get it. All right, okay. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So it mission accomplished. Yeah, it seems aggressive or it seems kind of like really, you know, forward or whatever, but it it works and it it also helps. It's almost like an like an affirming thing, right? For you to be that dedicated to it to be like, I don't give a fuck what society says. Like this is where I fit and I don't fit anywhere else and everything else is me trying to make myself fit into society better, make me uh, fit in within your ideals of society. And like at the end of the day, whoever it is that you're talking to, whoever's asking you for your sexuality or whatever the conversation is, that person gets to leave that conversation, but you still have to sit there being whatever it is that you are, right? And so you might as well be honest with yourself about that. That that was, damn. Yeah. Shit. I completely agree. I know that it was problematic for me personally when I was coming out, because I came out way before I met y'all, before I moved to Miami. And growing up in a predominantly Mexican culture with very strong Catholic values, which is very much like, ooh, man and woman, Adam and Eve, yay! Um, and uh, I felt Akata that I had is to take not. it up. <laughs> yeah, I am not. not. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> Um, I did take it upon myself to start my coming out process as coming out as bi because it just seemed to be more palatable. Like maybe if I say that there's still hope for, you know, a husband for me, people will start to accept me. That was never the case. And it wasn't until I moved to Miami that I had that, you know, time to sit and be like, this is, this is problematic. Like I can't do this for myself. Like I need to live my truth and my life. And I am a lesbian, <gasps> but I'm a cheerleader. I'm not, I'm not a cheerleader, but <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was it was problematic for me. Mm. I never faced any backlash from the community itself because even the community that I was in back over here in Texas was still trying to discover itself. Also, okay. So when I left, I came into a very different culture and very different society and very different like level of acceptance so it was just it was it was different it was a culture shock to say the least miami be like that miami be yeah. um <laughs> the most I mean, from south texas to miami a girl has some changing to do <laughs> and and the thing with miami is it is probably one of the most conservative places masked in mm-hmm. progressive decor right yeah absolutely the girls come down here it's like no but it's a melting pot and you're so it's like yeah this is the most segregated joint i've ever lived in in my life and uh Can you talk to these people because <laughs> i sure as i went to school they had a confe- whole confederate flag a couple you know stops down down the way and i didn't have to deal with some of this fakeness i didn't have to deal with a whole lot of this fakeness okay uh so i don't know who lied to y'all but that narrative needs to stop miami hella conservative 
hella conservative. Yeah. You just have a lot of people flocking down here. And in, you're comparing it to South Texas, sweet baby. Yeah. 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 And then the world knows that Texas are older brethren, so damn. I'm so sorry. I'm doing what I can. I'm fighting the good fight. I promise. Nah, and and that's um, no, no. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for making that comparison because, and it really just needs to be emphasized that you know, not judging a book by its cover, and just because there's sparkle there's neon lights there's all these colors and all these magic you know and you know somebody was born and raised in Dade this is my home it happens but someone who was born and raised in Dade this place is this joint is um can be very backwards like that and so you know you're talking about your coming out experience and I'm wondering with the way things are now if y'all had a choice would you have preferred coming out when you did or coming out in this day and age 100 percent, i'm glad i came out when i did because it gave me a lot of time and space to grow into myself and be more than comfortable in my skin and more than comfortable being like yes i am a lesbian woman yes i may understand that you think i'm too pretty to be a lesbian whatever the fuck that means but i have the confidence in myself to stand up to that kind of just gaka-ness like I don't know I don't know how else to describe it other than it's gaka like I Shit. no I'm glad I came out when I did because I did get to grow with myself nice nice, 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 nice. yeah I think I agree with that I think that um this this is definitely gonna start sounding I don't know <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm old right or it's gonna sound it's gonna sound not old damn it this is more than both of those things where like you know your parents are like you don't know how easy you have it um but it definitely it definitely is that i feel like as much as i would like to shy away from that it that's what it is right i think that if i came out now um i don't know that my parents would be super you know liberal i guess with it i think that they would still have their concerns and everything um but i think that society would be easier to navigate absolutely um, but i think that in having to navigate a difficult society, like Angelica said, it's it's way more affirming for me. Like I had a lot more to go through, so now I'm like, it doesn't. There's no stopping me now. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I think that maybe you know kids who are coming out now might already have that in them, which is awesome. Um, I unfortunately, because of my experience, couldn't even imagine that. I couldn't imagine being a 14 year old right now and saying to my parents that I'm bisexual and then being like, oh my God, good for you. Like that yeah, sounds fantastical. Um, I'm thrilled if that's the case, right? I'm sure that there's still people who don't react that way. Um, but it's, I'm, I'm thankful for having gone through all of, all of the crap that I went through because mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be this person. And I wouldn't be so, you know, affirmed in my in my identity if it wasn't for all the all the shit that i went through absolutely experience is a hell of a teacher did she will she will she will set you right um hey but i'm not gonna front i do appreciate um when i see you know friends of mine and they have their own teenagers 
and their own teenagers are coming out and you could tell that they're like oh snap okay so i'm ready i'm ready but what do i do you know they have they have that mom vibe that mom and dad are like wait, wait, wait. this is awesome but what do i do okay okay wait all right all right so we got here we're here and i'm like see see there you go there you go because I, I don't think that and and you know we're going to talk about mainstreaming of movements and the link to you know i had a colleague of mine a few a few colleagues of mine from the the alliance of GLBTQ uh, youth down here it's a nonprofit organization uh some of my co-conspirators who do the work in the community to provide mental health support for uh lgbtq youth um especially those that attend miami-dade county public schools because y'all know miami-dade county public schools is some backwards shite so they do the most to provide you know support and they provide uh, mental health support for the entire family so you know coming out support all that good stuff we can't forget that link to mental health and the experiences of this population like we, we really just can't so when i see you know families accepting and embracing their kids it really is just like damn like what, what, what really is is this you know is this forward movement but then i have to think of frack we're still but we're still in these situations where the nonprofit industrial complex actually has to exist these organizations have to exist to provide these supports but why we got all these you know everybody throws out the wardrobe pride comes out everybody got rainbow colors you know what the fuck's going on i thought we were we were forward i thought we, we had pushed the needle um but like we know that's not always the case and so what are y'all thoughts about the the mainstream like what was the what are your thoughts about that mainstream movement what do you think what do you think is missing it's a heavy question. It's a low question. I know, but that's why I really condone bringing your own alcohol to this segment because I ask these questions because we 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 need to have these conversations, fam. Let's go. Um, I think what's missing is authenticity. I think that a lot of the time, like you said, with the mainstreaming, it just becomes something that um, you end up you end up erasing it. Right? It ends up just being this this other thing, um, and I don't think that. The LGBTQ community has had necessarily its moment in the limelight, right? There mm -hmm. hasn't been like an actual, you know, acceptance and like an actual like understanding even of the different identities that belong to the LGBT community. Um, and so I think what happens is that they're just like, oh, we're just going to rainbow everything. Um, we're going to capitalize on the fact that this is trendy right now. Um, we're gonna say that we're fine with it and like for the most part we are but there's no understanding of it right so people can say like yeah yeah, yeah it's fine it's fine it's fine um, but then they have no they have no idea what that means they don't know what kids are going through they don't know what adults are going through they don't know that there are still people who are you know our age or older who are struggling with their identity still because they grew up you know in a time where it wasn't accepted and now it's like hyper accepted um, and they're in this weird like limbo of like, okay, well, but I've built my life around it not being accepted. So like, how do I just jump 
right? We we skipped the middle part where it was like, oh, instead of jumping into like corporate pride parades and you know rainbow on the banks and on McDonald's and all that other stuff and rainbow Oreos and whatever, um, instead of all of that. Right, like we didn't even get our moment in the sun. Mm. Right, we didn't even get our moment to have society really accept us and and educate people on what it is. We do have to have nonprofits because no one otherwise is educating youth or adults or prior generations or anything about what the struggles are, what you know, society like imposes on you and things like that. They just were like, no, no, no. Let's skip the actual work and let's do the fun thing. Right, and so then it's like, okay, cool, but so it's it's fun, but at the end of the day, once June comes and goes, like we're we're just kind of left hanging still, right? And it's because there's a lack of authenticity. There's no real interest in it, um, unless it provides some kind of dividends, unless it has actually produces some kind of wealth, um, and and I think that that's you know trash. So. It absolutely is trash. I mean, aside from them, I don't know, maybe glamorizing what it is to come out and to be like a person, a part of this community, they're not talking about literally every struggle that people before our generations had to go through. I mean, I feel like the hyper, or not the hyper, but I would say the caveat in the hyper acceptance is it still depends on the mindset of those people that are supposed to be doing the accepting as well as the location of those people because we still have very much conservative and closed-minded views especially you know like here in the south i love texas i do but bruh like <laughs> <I>. <laughs> florida's older brother man yeah you right you right you right oh my gosh but let's oh my god then we're gonna talk about reproductive right oh god uh. Oh, sweet baby. The big problem is that it's turning it into like, oh, it's so trendy and popular to be gay now. So this is, it just adds fuel to that stupid fire that never should have existed about you're choosing this lifestyle because, you know, mainstream media is telling you, or you're choosing this lifestyle because look at all the rainbows that are flooding everything in June. Because when those rainbows and everything disappear, like before and after June, we're still left trivialized we're still left marginalized we're still left fetishized i mean there is no real learning or growth there yeah 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 <clears throat> and <laughs> oh man and and i'm i always think about like the one thing that pops up into my head these and this random ass comparison is how women are portrayed in orange is the new black you know, taking it back, <laughs> TBT, and bring it forward to like the experiences of Lil Nas X. Because I, you know, Lil Nas X's videos are shocking and entertaining because I'm all I think about are, oh my God, who's flipping their shit right now? Someone just had a heart attack watching this scene and I'm here for it. All of Texas. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Um, but going back to what y'all said on the fetishization—wow, English is not my first language. Being fetishized, fetish, fetishized. What? What? Yes. And yeah, that was fine. 
being um being a gay man being a cis gay man is more accepted than being a lesbian because as look at orange is the new black yes they had folks from all walks of life and you can you know bring on different experiences it's based off a true story like i had a colleague who was in court actually watching um the real piper in court talking about um real issues and yes the, the experiences that women have to go through because we don't talk about women prisons enough but when we do people were you know they got wrapped up because who who was the was it the quote-unquote the hot one um they brought in an uh, an actress she had so the, she had the buzz cut she had the tattoos with the so they, so australian oh, australian ruby rose. Yeah. rose everybody in the mama all of a sudden is like oh my gosh i have i was it called i have a girl crush on ruby rose i had this that, and the other and it's just like okay but, but did we forget the message of what the hell is actually going on in this prison because there was a whole lot being addressed in, this, in, this, in these shows but you know thinking about the movement we, they, they make movies about harvey milk rightfully so harvey milk did a lot but i can't even name you know and i'm only starting to name audrey lord because i'm getting into the work of black feminism and the work of you know queer black feminist and the intersectionality there but before that we want to know a movie about a historical lesbian let's go. monster about eileen warnos that is true and eileen what yo do you want to talk about and probably an unpopular Rachel, opinion right. this I, is what we want to portray but i don't yo i don't think the homie should have gotten executed do not mm. think Eileen Eileen Warnos should she should have not she she went through so much she should not have gotten executed. Florida, 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 Florida. But what's up, baby Bell? <laughs> woo! Okay, but yeah, even before that, like in a positive, because you think Eileen Warnos, you're thinking about a convicted felon who was executed and made famous by Charlize Theron, because. Mm -hmm. Arlene Warnos didn't fit the the pretty, you know, the quote unquote prettiness of what people want lesbians to look like. Yeah. Right. What's accepted? So before, where is the? Because I know there have women. Women have done the work. I, you know, women have done the work. Where are they at? They're not Hollywood in looking for them. They're in the. Nope. <laughs> Did you sit there in the clock? Stop it. Yeah, I know Stop that, that sounds funny, but that's it's the truth. Like there's, yeah. there's a lot of people who who did a lot of things and, and who like, you know, went to the grave mm. only knowing themselves that they, you know, had a had an identity, had a part of their identity that was never shown to anybody. Um there are also like you know, just really niche really dig in deep there. Um to try to find something that Hollywood has done. And by Hollywood, I mean like independent film producers. Independent um, films are like the only real life, man. Yeah. Um, but I think you also have to think, it's it's what I said earlier, where everything, regardless of, of sexual orientation or identity is is seen through the male gaze. And so even even if they're like, okay, well, we're accepting of the LGBTQ community now. And so like, we're, we're gonna start producing things about lesbians. Um, lesbians are still women right bisexual women are still women trans women are still women and women get treated a certain way in hollywood mm. um oh yes so and so now they're like 
they're doing the thing where they're like, okay, well, so we're accepting of all of this. Um, and so we're gonna treat you as if you were just any other woman coming down the street. And it's like, okay, no, but the, the root of the problem is that you're treating women incorrectly. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, 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 we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about the gay thing right now. And so that's, you know, that's Hollywood. And so, that's, so we don't have that kind of stuff. We have movies like But I'm a Cheerleader, which was incredible. Like, shout out yes. to RuPaul and Natasha Leone, right? Yeah, um, love that movie so much. So that was that was a fantastic movie. It was it was super satirical. It was incredible. It, it got its point across, all of that. Um, and that was pretty intersectional in terms of the, the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Um, it talks about, you know, somebody presenting as butch who is actually straight but they you know people think that they're gay because I, of that I can relate um, to that. About, like femme lesbians and just like you know it, it has a, a pretty broad uh cast and everything like so it's a pretty good movie but at the end of the day you're right it's not necessarily like a role modely kind of movie um and and i think my my two cents is that that yeah hollywood's never gonna or not never but hollywood hasn't yet figured out how to not sexualize women and until that happens whatever kind of woman you are you're you're just going to be sexualized and that's yeah, I'm gonna, the, next, the next part of the work that we have to do right unless you're the the quirky uh black best friend yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. you already know the black women don't don't uh, are not the romantic leads in a lot of these movies, mm-hmm. but yes, intersections. We're talking intersections. But and and, <laughs> and yeah, no, and yes, yes. Women. And that's the one of the roots of it and oof. Sweet baby J, it's so goddamn hard to be a woman in this world, but um <clears throat> So how is that work? Cause it's, I don't know if there is any giant forward leaps. Cause when we're thinking about Hollywood, cause Hollywood has transformed itself. Like the main studios are one thing and then the streaming sites went. And so you have Netflix, you have the Hulus, you have, and oh my God, I just saw a movie with my roommate on Hulu and it had Hold on, because I don't don't know if y'all have seen this movie, but I was just like, what the fuck am I watching here? What is it? I gotta know. Um, who is this girl who was in the, she was in the girls. She's also very well endowed in the chest. That does not narrow it down. Hold on. Aisha Taylor was in it. Hold on. I'm looking for it. Is that Lena Dunham? No, it was Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving. So, oh wait, is it Cat 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 Dennings? Oh, Cat Dennings. Wow. And so in the movie, Cat is a woman who came out when she was 29. So lesbian that came out when she was 29, and it was a very bizarre movie. Again, I'm not an expert in these things, still learning, but I'm sitting there just like, what the fuck am I actually watching? Because every, she just broke up with her longtime partner who's engaged, there, And then her friends bring over potential partners for her. 
and every time they zone in (laughs) on the woman she gives like she it's the breaking the fourth wall and she gives a spiel about herself but it's like a stereotype Oh no! Of what? Like it's one of the lesbian tropes. I am this, 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 that, and, the, and I'm just like, the fuck is gone? And in addition to like, you know, one of the characters being on shrooms for ninety percent of the movie, I'm just like, the fuck is happening here? So for me, that's my thing: is that like we can't. I personally, and this is probably unpopular. I don't know. Um we can't get to the part where we're reclaiming tropes and making fun of tropes and like you know satirizing the lesbian experience because we haven't acknowledged the lesbian experience well you can't really something that hasn't stopped harming people you know what i mean and that hasn't even been acknowledged that it's harming people right Mm -hmm. um so i think that 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 kind of stuff like really i I agree with you. I would have been like, "What the fuck am I watching?" I also probably would have just stopped. I fucking, um, it was so I'm bad. Glad I, I, <laughs> I mean, I had, it does. I'm glad I, it, I went into it with the warning that I had a 19% approval rating. <laughs> it did. I'm, yeah. I'm just sitting there, just like, but this is also a major like. Cat Dennings is known. Right. Yeah. 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 Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, sometimes actors get kind of. Uh, I want to say con, but then sometimes, I don't know, sometimes I'm like, you know what you're doing, right? Like, you figure yeah, it out after. Like, come on, you're an adult, you're a You read the, read the script, I mean, yeah, okay. You're not, like, showing up and finding out what you do. But I think that sometimes they get con <laughs> to thinking that, like, the director's going to make it very pro-whatever, or that, you know, like, oh, it's funny, like, it's going to be found funny, or it's going to be found amusing at the very least. And it's like commentary on this thing but i think that they they missed the mark because again you can't comment on something that hasn't been addressed right right like you can't make fun of things if you haven't acknowledged the root of that and like you know really been like hey so this is how we're gonna work to fix that and as we're working to fix it we can make fun of the fact that it ever happened right but you can't do that without putting in the work. It's like everybody wants to be famous, but no one wants to put the work in. Like you can't. Absolutely. Right. Good. Um. So that's where I am with with stuff like that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why they keep making it. It was cringy because as it's fuck. supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be like, look, we're accepting lesbians. Am I right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's a, that's a full-ass lie. I know why yeah. they're making they're making it because of capitalism and it makes them money, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I never, love you. I love you so much. I've never seen that movie, but movies. I know that if I had seen ads for it, um, and I couldn't immediately pick up that it was going to be tropesy and everything, I would be like, oh my god, that's my peoples. Yeah. We gotta mm-hmm. go support at the box office, right? Like yep. whether it tanks or not, we gotta throw money at this because we're finally being represented um yeah. but then you come to realize that capitalism has just latched onto representation and sure capitalized on it as it does and it's it's continuing to produce harm it's just making money now yes yes and for folks that are out there because yeah black people be some type of way when it comes to the queer community um just think where hashtag black lives matter went and everybody who made money off of that you know what i'm talking about you know exactly what they're talking about 
So don't act like you don't know what's happening, okay? Because capitalism, people, people like to cash in on representation. Because people out there say, no, man, I don't know what you mean, bro. You know damn well what I mean, bro. Okay, then I'm trying to see is like, is Kat Benny's. Because she's. Okay. She's not gay. No, she's not. That's no. like all queer baiting. Yeah, because yeah. then Juliana Margulies, um, I was watching the morning show way back when, and then I found out that she was cast as a high-ranking executive who is gay. And I'm like, and then the thing is that Juliana Margulies also isn't gay. But I'm just like, there are a lot of lesbians. Mm-hmm. A lot of lesbian actresses that are probably, as you mentioned it, they're probably in the closet or they people know that they're lesbians and they're still acting. Y'all telling me that y'all couldn't hire one of you? They clearly don't exist. Well, <clears throat> um, and I had seen what uh, Juliana had said about it's like, oh no, but as actors, we need to. Um, know how to play these different roles and it, i mean it's done it's been <laughs> go there go ahead go ahead go ahead go, go, go what you got what you got that's i don't ever want to compare one marginalized group to another but that is the same kind of bullshit excuse when they're like oh but blackface and it's like mm, no that's still a bad thing like don't do that thing this is still like not a good thing because you're bringing in these people to idolize these actors and actresses thinking like oh i'm finally represented and they're not really like it's just it's i can see where maybe there is good intention and i can admire it for that but bless other you. than that bless you for the good intention thank you i know mm-hmm. <laughs> i try mm-hmm. i am trying my hardest i've lived too much life to not try <laughs> Oh my god, no. It's very <laughs> harmful to these up and coming people who are trying to find like a foot in their world, who are trying to figure out, you know, like this is who I am, this is how I want to like represent myself, this is, you know, this is who I'm idolizing to help guide me through that journey. Right, right, right. And I've seen it a lot with um uh actors and actresses portraying um trans folk. Like uh, do y'all not know that? There are trans folk out there that know how to act. Like, yeah. Why? The I guess hell? it was problematic <laughs> for me. Just, it has to be mentioned. This is about, you know, queer women or lesbian and bisexual women. The L word. Yeah. And it's conception. Oh. <laughs> I always wondered about that. I'm like. Max. I just, I, I cringe. Like, I get what they were trying to do, but they were representing the trans journey through a lesbian view mm. and it didn't do anything beneficial other than show you know like oh but look they can be absolute monsters right like this testosterone oh my god we hate men right look how aggressive like it's gross and that's not fair or true to that entire community and i just i i found it just ah. <laughs> i will say this new version of the L word, the Generation Q or Q Gener- I don't know, something, something, something. <laughs> I do love that they're being more inclusive. Whether or not it's still problematic, I think it's going to be in the eye of the beholder mm-hmm. because they're trying to represent like these real experiences for these people. Whether or not it's going to be in a positive or a negative light, 
depends like entirely upon your interpretation. Like you can see the more masculine characters being, you know, like the cheating dog or what you would expect them to be. And we're not saying that these people don't exist. We're saying that you can also portray them in a better light than no. this stereotype. Because the butch, uh, the butch girls aren't, aren't the only ones that cheat, right? And like, right? like in real life, um, yeah. Why? It's like why is reality so? And and that's the, because <sighs> common sense is not that common. Like that, it, no. so to read like sense is not that common. Why is it so hard to just in the like in the noggin? You know, being Syrian. If you got stuff marinating in your noggin, put throw this in here and put it on your on your YouTube channel. I love ba- Bailey Sarah is a G. But why is it so goddamn hard to understand that people live as, as, and it's it is a I guess it does make it more make people more palatable. It makes you know makes a whole, people a lot of a whole lot of money um, because that is just it's 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 insane um and i think of the person that keeps popping up in my head as like the one the sole representation of lesbian women in in uh especially on the small screen guess who i'm thinking about she's a american horror stories number one. Oh, uh sarah paulson y'all y'all but then it's like mm-hmm. her partner now that she's an older actress she was on um legally blind i didn't know she was gay i was like what the f- she was on the l word but it's like why it, you know i but she played a straight character on the l word which i thought was funny yeah the hell okay <laughs> I, I appreciate that though because i think i think um and i know that i'm late and i'm kind of like i'm gonna bring it back but um bring it back to the old school sorry <laughs> yeah i, I know that ma'am <laughs> um the degree. what was i saying oh i know that it's like it's one of the biggest qualms right now is that like they won't cat or not that they won't but they haven't been casting um lgbtq plus members as lgbtq plus characters right so like trans women or trans men as trans women and trans men and there definitely are trans people who can act and who can be in those roles um but i think that i would push that further and be like i think that if your excuse is going to be like well the character we wanted just happened to be a straight person like the straight person just had what we wanted for that character and they can play gay okay that's cool so then that means that you're opening the door for gay and trans characters to play straight people right and so then when that conversation is had then everybody just kind of puts their tail between their legs and they're like oh well actually so i think see what happened was right and so i think that that's where i'm like i think that if you know, if you're gonna say that like a straight character, like a Cat Dennings, for example, um, and no shade to Cat Dennings, right? But <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna put her in a role where she's gonna be the one um, who's you know the main lesbian character or whatever it is, and like that's fair. She's a big name. It's gonna draw attention. People are gonna come see her. They're gonna like see themselves through her. That's the whole point of an actor, right? That's true. Yeah. So then the door should be open for the LGBTQ plus community to be able to do that as well, you know, for non-LGBTQ parts. Um, I, yeah. I think that it stops there though. It sure I've, heard, I've heard the term <laughs> blackface and I disagree hard on that. 
that on the record. I don't think that people can play other people's races. Absolutely no. not. But I think that in Absolutely terms of identity, if you, if you think that a white cis person can play a white gay person, then a white gay person can play a white cis straight person. Let's like go. It should be, you know what I mean? Um, but anyway, that's that's where I am on that. Yeah, you know, I 100% because then we get into that conversation with trans women are women. So let's cast some trans women in uh, these female roles. Let's go. No, I love yeah. that. Absolutely, absolutely. Woo! Girl, went down the rabbit hole. But no, Hollywood be trying to know. Shiesty asthma. And the thing is, though, is always bring in popular media, well, popular media, popular culture mainstream media because this is how a lot of people get their information this is how a lot of people that go to the movies and they're like oh shit like did you see that and then oh my heaven forbid if there's a based on a true story or uh it was like related to a true story, even if it's not like an actual documentary on a, if it's some sort of relation to a true story it's fact E- like and you already know that Hollywood just went in. It's like okay, I'm gonna take this part out because that's not cool. This is not fun. But that's the person who went in. It's not gonna work out. Uh, we're gonna take out here. We're gonna take that there. And so it's really a crucial, you know. And it's it, it may seem like beating a dead horse, but if we're gonna have this conversation when we're talking about race, we need to have this conversation when we're talking about sexuality, you know, because it's yes, it's exhausting but what i and people was just like oh my god but you're always talking about race i'm like yeah it's fucking exhausting and it's like when people are talking about sexuality you really don't think that it's exhausting having to bring up this and the other or having to say oh no uh no i'm good thanks oh wait but there has to be something wrong with you if you don't like me the hell like i don't think people really appreciate what it is to have to defend your identity on the regular defending your identity and if you don't fit oh my gosh and there's certain you know and we know this and we've spoken about this there's certain parts of these identities are accepted if you're white you're accepted if you're white cis you're accepted if you're a white cis man you're on it seems to be across the spectrum no pun intended but you're accepted we're here we're women and i'll and listen to be fair if y'all if, if, if we caught y'all during marching season i don't know if white passing would go because y'all tan and the indigenous <laughs> the, indigen- the indigenous blood comes out in okay, full volumes say, okay i will say that I've, I've never said white passing up until i moved to the northeast and you spent like five months in the, in the winter <laughs> <laughs> I understand why the Anglo people are white because they don't need melanin because it doesn't the sun doesn't exist here. So like that makes sense. That makes sense, right? Um, but yeah, like give me a couple of days in Miami and like people are gonna be able to point me out. But I think that I I said white passing to a coworker once, um, and they were just kind of like, oh my god, I would have never I would have never guessed because you look. Latina and I was like, oh. Uh, yeah, it's a baby? No, I'm sorry. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and then so they were like, oh, this is this Triggered. is weird. Triggered. That, yeah, it was um, it was a, a white passing Colombian guy, but he's like, oh, it's because you look, um, he's like, you look like you have, you know, 
I don't know what the the correct way is. An ass? I mean... Indigenous blood? And I was like, oh, porque parezco una india, that's why. And she was like, I feel like that's what I say now, but that's that's what it is, is that I recognized the, like, indigenous blood in you. And I was like, well, I appreciate that, um, but unfortunately the people who aren't latinx and who don't who can't immediately tell or whatever just kind of brandish me as white and so then i get all of the privileges of whiteness and so i'm gonna label it as i'm white passing i agree that if i had stayed in miami i would never say that i was white passing because i everyone would know from like a mile away that i'm nicaraguan like you can see the guy opinto like just <laughs> so it's you know it's definitely a thing that I like up here. I feel a little bit more compelled to do it um, because I think I get way more pacey because there's no sun. These people just live without sun, bro. <laughs> that makes me so sad. It, it be like that, man. It was sad as hell. The one winter that I spent up north, and you're just like, oh, the sun's out and it's 60 degrees. T-shirt weather. Let's go. They really believe in that life, but it's, it's very, very weird. Humidity almost killed me when I came back. It's, it's a very odd reality, but. Yeah, no. Oh, damn. That's a different conversation and uh just yeah, like that that's ooh, when she said you look oh because you look like and I'm like what the so what, what does somebody who looks Latina look like cuz I don't get that. <laughs> I don't get that at all. <laughs> so, but that when I lived in Phoenix, that was super fun being like racially profiled and pulled over like they implemented that knock off new york stuff and frisk that was so much fun oh my god i hated that oh. <laughs> we'll not go back 10 out of 10 do not recommend arizona god i remember oh, I that shit. i'm just choosing the worst states to live in i'm fucking up <laughs> you, i mean you and and the irony is though you in the land of your ancestors, ma'am. I know. <laughs> yeah, but, like, grandparents, both sets of grandparents, literally has had like their family has been here, and the border has just been moving around us. Like we haven't left; we've no. just been here. The border has just happened to change like up ten million times until, you know, oh Texas, I guess is part of the U.S. now. Damn. I say this all the time whenever they give me some shit for saying something incorrectly. Like Spanish is obviously my first language. Um, like I learned English in kindergarten and first grade. Yeah. Um, and that's a whole conversation about education. Yeah. But what do you call it? People people will give me a little bit of shit for saying something incorrectly, for like pronouncing a word wrong or being like, oh my god, that's not how you say that. Oh. What the fuck? Like Spanish is one of the oldest languages in this fucking like continent. Yeah. So if we wanna go there, motherfucker, like <laughs> I know how to say shit in Espanol too. It's like, if you want to know which colonizers came here first, good person, right. uh, right. see the way I have it. Well, usually my experience is I stare, at people, I stare at people in Spanish while they talk about me in Spanish, thinking that I do not speak the language. And so it just uh, looks like this. And I'm blinking, you know, very slowly. And then the silence. And then that if I'm with someone else, they're usually like, oh. You know, she she speaks Spanish, right? I can hear you. The gasp that usually happens, the the quickness of trying to correct it, and all the friendliness, and you're just like, oh no no no, I heard you were a bitch. That's what I heard. 
because you call you put yourself out there and but it's it's amazing all these different experiences and you know this is why intersections matter man we don't only have to live we don't only live in this world as women um and let's be frank uh when we talk about white women why why women are not our friends um especially when we talk about and 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 they also vote for a very particular uh person very frequently they make very interesting choices so uh (laughs) that's all right intersections intersections so i love meeting people at the intersections i love talking you know dissecting the layers and the experiences because it is messy as fuck extremely messy but that's the only way that we're actually going to move forward is actually having these conversations and it's not rocket science you sit you listen to people that have the lived expertise you know what i'm saying y'all have lived experience and lived expertise because again what is somebody going to say no nah. <laughs> and that's when people try to tell me oh no that's not true that's not true oh you're 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 gonna tell me about uh, oh got it got it thank you for enlightening me as to my experiences i appreciate the clarification really i do you're so sweet you know what i mean that shit is just Damn, y'all know how stupid this is. <laughs> but and I, 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 I like in their head they don't. They're like, no, but obviously this is not what I've seen. So what you're telling me can't be real, right? Like what? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need another drink. <laughs> That's the motto. That's just the motto. But no, and then we started getting into this conversation. I just started getting into these um, spaces where it's like uh, folks canceling, talking about canceling Latinidad. And I'm like, you, where? Yes. Canceling Latinidad, mostly coming from black and indigenous people that don't fit the mold of what Latino looks like and have had to deal with the same bullshit within the Latinx population. So when you start diving deeper into it, it actually does make sense. It's not saying that you're not Latinx. I mean, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. As what I found out, I'm just like, holy shit, what the fuck? But we don't have, we don't all have the same experiences. Yeah. And we all know that there's a certain mold. Again, there's in these different spaces, there's a certain picture that's accepted and there's pictures that are not yeah i guess what i would say about that is that there's a i think it's called white critical theory i could be wrong but i think the idea of 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 that stems from like you know um abolishing whiteness and whiteness Mm. as a construct obviously not like abolishing white people Um, (laughs) but abolishing whiteness as a construct because in latinidad the way that it works the hierarchical system is that your proximity to whiteness you know grants you access to resources and wealth and etc etc and spaces that other people aren't going to be you know able to access so i think that that's i think that that's a fair criticism of latinidad is to be like hey i think that if you want to call it that right that there is such a thing as latinidad then it can't also have systems within it that oppress it, a certain marginalized group right or minoritized group of people and i wouldn't even say minoritized it, it is marginalized because 
Afro-Latinx people and indigenous Latinx people are not minorities within the Latinx community. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's go. You see, this is why... Let, let, let us know, Vicky. Let, let, let us know. So, uh, come on, come on, <laughs> come on. I think I think that's what it is, right? It's abolishing the construct of whiteness, and I think that if we did that, right, then we can definitely start over and reclaim Latinidad and reclaim, you know, whatever region you're from, and and call it whatever it is that you want to call it. Um, but I think that whiteness has to go first, and and society is not ready to have that conversation yet. Society is not ready to say, hey, whiteness as a construct, not whiteness as like literally just nuke all of the white people but just like genuinely whiteness as whiteness gets you this oh. right and you know brownness and blackness and indigenousness and east asianness gets you less than yep. right or proximity to whiteness gets you slightly more um that whiteness has to go mm-hmm. and until we're ready to say that and really face it and do the work to make it go we're not we're not even close to, to having conversations about other stuff. But um, I, I agree with that criticism. I think that, that it does, Latinidad does leave out, you know, Afro-Latinx people, indigenous Latinx people. Um, and it's very unfair. And Latinidad also gives you the idea that everyone speaks Spanish. Right? Uh. <laughs> everyone speaks Spanish, but not, not even just in that, like, some people just don't speak it. They only speak English. But, like, some people speak indigenous language. Some people speak Creole. Some people speak... Um, you know, mesquite, some people speak patois, like, you know, depending on what fucking colonizer decided to get there at the time, um, and who won that war, um, and they should still be allowed into the Latinidad, you know, sphere, right? But, again, that's a whole nother conversation, so. Yo, y'all, don't sleep on my circle, yo, they know what the (laughs) fuck they talk about, don't sleep on my circle. Shoot, I know who the I fuck I'm around surrounded by. I know who the fuck I'm surrounded by. Get you your circle. They, yes, to all of that. I mean, just an exa- I had a I had a student here who she knew three indigenous languages. They thought that oh, she wow. was in, she, they thought that she was incompetent. So she I'm can't. Sorry. <laughs> she's trilingual but incompetent. Got it. Oh, understood. But you you know what the homie did? She came right back around and learned English and Spanish. So she now. Was it? What is it? Polylingual? I don't know. That's a lot of words. (laughs) So she, so she knows five languages. She knows three indigenous languages, and she knows the colonizers' languages because she a badass like that. Tell me why. Okay. So yes, 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 yes. Intersections matter. Sexuality. We still, just like everything else, we still need to do the work. The white patriarchy is very much rooted. Y'all definitely. as always i always learn so much from y'all thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you and that oh and it's it's even i'm calling myself out i'm here you know talking against the white patriarchy and then i'm just like oh shit yeah i'm always thinking you know we have cis gay men over here and then yes lesbians go through have to we gotta ovaries unite and then if you have a darker skin color you already know what the fuck that's gonna be, but yes, 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 yes. yes. Damn. Wow. We haven't even touched like anime culture and how they fetishize lesbians. What? Yeah. See, I knew there was there was problematic shit in anime because I went to a whole Comic Con and I saw these shirts that these these sweaters that these dudes were wearing. And then I find out that they're stills from hentai, hentai, 
And I'm like, the fuck? What? So, anime también? Oh no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Because sex, two girls, everybody wants to see two girls because women are not human and they can't have regular relationships. Why not? Never mind, like, the multitude of anime featuring gay men that have the most, like, intricate and beautiful storylines, like, I've ever seen. But when it comes to two women, oh, mm. obviously, they're probably, like, stepsisters, so let's just play on that trope. Or, no, I'm pretty sure they're just, like, experimenting, because they still have boyfriends on the side. Or something just gross. Mm. Yeah. Oh, just gross. God, that's... And, like, I want to find something. Like, I want to be, like, refreshed. I want to be like, I really enjoy the story. And it also has happens to have people that I can relate to on a different level. And it just, it does... The limit does not exist. I think a lot of that is Shit. that, um... I'm just, I'm always going to blame men. Um, I, <laughs> right it's, right also, it's also not... It's really just that it... it, it it includes so much more of the the male experience than it does the the female and the female you know LGBTQ member. Um, so like all of those storylines, whether they include the reader or not, the reader does feel like they're part of it, right? It's kind of like if a guy was watching porn, um, he feels like he's part of it. He feels like he's in it or he's like involved in it or whatever. And so then that's why when in real life, when confronted with lesbians or bisexual women or, or you know just women who aren't into him it's very uncomfortable because in the scenarios that this person has read in this hentai in this anime in this pornography gay women totally are into it what do you mean they're, mm-hmm. not into it? they're super into it they're not into it all the time but they are into it and i was there and so it's very like how could you not be into me and so then that that continues to produce that right um and then i think the other thing that I would say is that um, I think that lesbians and bisexual women and just gay women in general, um, and gay as a blanket term, right? But yes, they are they are portrayed either as like having a sexy secret, and that's that like ooh I like women, um, and it's either ooh I like women also, right? Bisexual people or just women, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, or we're or we're upset. Yeah. Oh, come here. Or either like hypersexualized, it's like, oh my god, the sexy little thing that like, you don't know about me, but you're gonna find out on page three. <laughs> or she's or it's like it's like I'm pissed as shit, right? And that's where we get to like Audrey Lord, and it's like we're gonna abolish fucking everything. Yeah. We're just we're just gonna start over because you motherfuckers don't know how to do it. We're and pushing that reset button. All I mean, all power mm. to Audrey Lord. Like I'm currently reading um Your Silence Will Not Save You. Mm, and, like, yeah. I mean, you know, all power, all power to her, and and I agree with like ninety percent. Um, but that's that's how we're portrayed in in society, and that's that's what we're allowed to have: mm. sexy time, angry time. There's no, it's like there's you no don't exist depth to our characters and to who we are. Damn. It's just like this is this is who gay women are. It's... They're either like sexy all the time and they're making out in bars. Um, friends slash sister slash somebody they just met because promiscuity also um or or they're raging angry like mostly angry at men which who Mm -hmm. couldn't be but um (laughs) men but But it it almost kind of sounds like 
the two extreme like this this the the ideal woman that uh a man wants like right it, it just it, it completely eliminates you as a person and so and then it, it's 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 wild because this is what when and i'm not gonna say all men because there's some men out there to be fair there's some men out there that know what's up and they've they've risen from the sleep that many men are currently in but it just that those tropes for women across the board you want your your little housewife to be at your beck and call your, your Alice stepford wife right I have whole stories on that too. I'm just gonna. I'm sure you do. I'm damn. I'm gonna have to have a part two with y'all. Shit. <laughs> it, just, it just erases. It erases people's like personhood, right? Yeah. It makes it so that you're just either a, another character. Damn. Um, that yeah. That's yeah, very dangerous. It's yeah. It is. It is. And and like I said, yeah. What what we have done. And what the mainstream has done, like to kind of bring it full circle here, is that it has made it so that society, like in quotes, accepts, right, the LGBTQ community, but it's without an understanding, it's without any kind of depth. And so what happens is that you understand the stereotypes and you understand like the like vague idea of the LGBTQ community, but you don't understand that everybody's lived experience, as you've mentioned, is different yeah. and is valid. And so you then have conversations with people like I had a conversation, you know, this past summer um, with one of my ex coworkers who was like, oh, but like, you know, you guys aren't like scared of people being like aggressive at you, right? Or being okay. right. And like my partner and I were walking in the park and we're like, yeah, we literally don't like we're in New York City and we sometimes don't hold hands or like we won't like say things Shit. to each other we won't be super romantic because like we are surrounded like we could be in an area that we know is like very conservative or we could be in an area where we're like mm, maybe not here you know um and that's still a concern and so for this person they were just like whoa really and so it was still pretty unbelievable and it wasn't until i gave an anecdote that i was like hey no like this happened to us already that they were like oh damn i didn't know people were still like that but it took proof right it took proof of like no shit can still be really bad for them yeah. to kind of be like oh man i didn't realize that i'm yeah. sorry about that right versus um, you just having to explain your experiences like this is what i'm telling you no right right right, right. um so it's, it's definitely one of those things where it's like it's it's accepted it's this. It's it's so many air quotes. Yeah. It's like air quotes on air quotes. Like it's not air quotes on air quotes on air quotes. Yeah. There's no depth to that. No one's actually like everyone yeah. showed up for the pride parade, but no one did the reading. <laughs> so nobody understood the assignment. Nobody understood the assignment. No, they didn't. Damn. God, yo, that's and that brings that yeah, that's shit. Shit, 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 shit. It's another layer of cringy, another layer of violence, and and you know, on a, and I don't want to end on a on a somber note, but it's. <laughs> wh I mean, why why are we here, really? Why are we here? Because it's you know. It's the ugly truth. I mean, we can't just be all rainbows and happiness, and you know. Because I said well, that's what they want. That's what they want: rainbows and happiness, and. 
right? All the surface level and, and you know, erasing all the bullshit and how the, the violence can manifest itself in real life. That's... Boy, howdy, that's that's a lot to unpack, but it's you know, and I appreciate y'all putting yourselves out there for my you know, my tiny audience, but and my <laughs> tiny audience needs to listen to this, you know, because it's very important. And you know, I don't know if y'all follow the America Hits or some IG, but I got all this, it's you know, believe women, believe women, because if. And, it, and not to take away from because you know men that's a population is their sexual assaults are probably the most underreported because if you, yes. you get sexual assaulted you're not a man that only happens yes. to women because women you know that's shit that's obviously the victim obviously Ooh. all the time triggered triggered but it's just fuck just believe women I mean yes yeah, you have those, those handful of you know not even oh my god nothing irks me more than if you have this one or two bitches that just fucking lie and just oh that hurts the cause and i mean so much more than these fucking assholes but then i have to believe that there's trauma back there too oh my god of course you know and it's also one of those things where it's like it's and i'm sure and i'm not even i'm sure i know andrea that you've gone through this right but that you you are uh in a white space right and in a cis white space mm. you are the representative of the entire minority black community and or the entire afro latinx community right so your actions and your words and your emotions speak for the entire community um <laughs> all marginalized groups always get put in that position where one person uh one bad apple one wrong goer wrongdoer whatever um is is representative of the entire group mm. right one lesbian that does one wrong thing and now that's it all Everybody. lesbians are angry or all lesbians are butchy or all lesbians whatever right it's always very representative of that kind of stuff but that never happens to white men right nope. white men are never Obviously representative not. of of that white women either right most of the time white women are not representative of their entire whiteness um no but women, as a marginalized group are right we'll have one person that lied about something and so now everyone's under scrutiny versus Mm -hmm. it being like how we treat cis white men where they can say whatever they want and until proven guilty right um but that's where's that drink hold on right there's so many conversations and conversations and conversations in the bottom of our cups because i mean y'all know what's up like i know that i can have these conversations this is I, you know you know i love y'all this is a safe space for me and i know that i can have these conversations and i just wish that more people you know had even just to start because i know that experience you know going back to experience and all the experiences that we've had to go through individually the experiences we've gone through together we've had to learn Granted, there are people that have gone through experiences and still haven't learned. So we've done, you know, we've put in the work. Because I'm still wondering how Caitlyn Jenner is very. But mm, I'm not calling people. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have mm. I have words if you guys want to know. Like, I I just always absolutely. No, nah, I love I love Ricky. Your words give me life. Give me life. <laughs> give me validation sometimes too. <laughs> 
Sorry, I always just have so much to say. Um, go ahead, go ahead. One of the things, one of the things that I'm uh, really interested in learning about, or like really reading about right now, is how the you know all of our systems, all of our institutions, education, the police department, all of that kind of stuff, like national security. Um, everything is all of those institutions you know are rooted in white supremacy mm -hmm. right they're all rooted in in the oppression of marginalized groups yep. um and in this case marginalized groups it is you know racial it is also class mm -hmm. right um and then it is gender and or sex right mm -hmm. identity um i think that the way like um in latinidad the proximity to whiteness gets you higher up in that hierarchy that we have um, that colorism spectrum. I think <laughs> yeah. that the way to do that for a lot of people in the LGBTQ community is to align yourself, obviously, with whatever um, political side could be doing the thing that gets you, you know, above that that makes you stand out above the rest of the LGBTQ community, mm -hmm. right? That you're not saying the same thing, that you actually disagree, that you defected, <laughs> all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but I think I think that also like you just have to think that even even without that, all of the things that we do as marginalized people to try to make it to take another step up the ladder only moves us further up on the ladder of white supremacy, mm. right? And the ladder of oppression. It doesn't actually move us up in terms of lifting everyone up and changing the system. It just moves us up within the system, right? Mm -hmm. So whether a black person becomes president, as we saw, bombs are still dropped. There are still there's still poverty. Flint only just got money for water. Bro. Like oh, all of these shit. things still happen, right? So our what they did was they tried removing proximity to whiteness. As being your access and they just made it proximity to you know Sis. whatever the yeah oh, success yeah. It's, it's, it's the it's highest rung on the ladder yeah and so Caitlyn Jenner is an example of that right is an example of somebody who should be representing a marginalized group and instead because of their proximity to success and their proximity to whiteness and, yes. their, and their proximity to like cis and being part right, of like, right, one right. part of the binary yeah. yes they um they get to they get to wild out basically right but they they get to wild out and maintain the status quo right which yep. is the point because that we we can have people in the pentagon we can have a, a pentagon that's full people of color and full marginalized groups that could all be lgbtq people of color and predominantly women no. it's still the fucking pentagon it's still maintaining the status quo and the pentagon is oppressive as shit no. so that's that's where that is. That's why Caitlyn Jenner even exists. I mean, that's where we talk about women in the military. Ooh, All right. So God, anyway, that's a conversation. Ooh, sweet <laughs> Jesus! It just opened up the eight. So she opened up like five cans of worms at the sands. Like, ooh, and there we go. There we go. It's like listen. <laughs> so, like, there we go. We go. Intersectionality, yo. Intersectionality. Yeah. There's there's no you you can't walk away from one part of your identity. Like you can't you can't show up. Yep today as only a woman you're always going to show up as every single part of your identity yes. right and what you do with that and how you navigate in the world is you know your your responsibility and, and how you uplift the rest of the people and how you you know challenge systems of oppression and things like that but at the end of the day if you show up to be you know the person at the pentagon who gets to press the button for the drones to strike whether you're a black woman 
an indigenous man, whatever you are, you're still an oppressor. Right. And, and that's something that people aren't, you know, aren't talking about enough, I don't think. No, it's, and there's an, I think I, I retreated from representation matters because of that, you know, and that criticalness of the systems. Because it really, you're right, these systems were not built for us to lift us up. And so if you get that token up there and then you get even the conversation of colorism and, you know, mixed folk, because, you know, my boy Obama was not fully black. He was definitely a biracial man. You start, you just bring, yeah, these systems were not made for us. You bring in people to silence others, you know, like, you're right. And then we have to be the very. systems were made to make us palatable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and to make us complicit. Yeah, and we representation was made to. I've and even more so now. I think about it. And I'm like, representation can only. It's no. It's a full. If we're gonna do the messy work with our identities, we have to do the messy work with these systems. And thinking of abolishing, uh, you know, I'm trying to read eighty thousand books at once, and Mary, Miriam Cobb is on there thinking about what abolishing means and yeah you can't you know and folks always talk about the criminal justice system like, no the criminal justice system just as it's blind and the sudden yeah, it's like okay everybody wants to talk about legal, legal jargon criminal justice justice is blind my ass <laughs> she see everything she knows exactly who she want to see and where she want to see them Mm-hmm. Fruit from the poisonous tree. That's what these systems are. They sprouted from, you know, strange fruit. Do <laughs> you think strange fruit? Thinking about the saw, you know, I personally prefer Nina Simone's rendition, you know, the Billie Holiday, OG. The, think of these systems sprouting strange fruit from the blood. And because it's not only the lynchings of black people. The persecution of being queer, the persecution of straying from the heteronormity, the persecution of being a woman who's not complicit to, because if you're a woman who speaks out, I mean, there was a point in time you get, not even the point in time, you could probably get beaten today and people are going to back. I mean, what was this guy's name? The fucking, the asshole who got three months for raping a woman who was unconscious? That was a that was this century, more than twenty years deep. There's a kid right now who who got sentenced to eight years in jail for raping four girls. What the fuck, man? For admitting to it and being, you know, uh, being sentenced. We're expendable to commodities. And the and that wouldn't be an act that that wouldn't be appropriate because he comes from a good family. Oh, he comes from a good family. <laughs> Ooh, hoo, 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 they come from a good but family. They that his life is gonna be ruined if we send him to prison for you know like his crimes. Like oh, but what about him? Never mind the trauma and the emotional, spiritual, and mental like torment that these women are gonna have to endure for the rest of their lives. That it's his life that obviously can be salvaged and needs to be, you know, like, protected at all costs, because we're expendable commodities. Oh, my sweet baby Jay. That, 
How many times have we heard it? How many times? Yeah. Nauseum and yeah. nauseum, and you just have to sit there and think about the girls, and you gotta think about sit there and think about the women and knowing damn well. Oh God, the shame. And then the ones that are told not to say anything before before it even gets there, they're fed that narrative. But it's not even that. It's the narrative of talking about these women, about how, well, what did they do to provoke this? Well, what didn't they do? Well, what could they have done to stop this from happening? Never mind talking about the actual attacker and perpetrator and why he took it upon himself to be like, hey, this seems like a really good idea. I'm going to get my rocks off. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Never mind, like, changing the language to instead of talking about the victim, talking about him and holding him accountable for his actions. Wait, you mean, Kat, if you wore a low-cut low cut top at a bar, you were asking for it? Bitch, all of my tops are low-cut. I have tits. I can't help it. Samesies. Samesies. To the point that I was making. Can't really. Stop it. Oi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is, it's, no, but to you're this day. Right, like, obviously, it's what I'm wearing that's provoking this. Never mind, you know, rape has been happening since women were covered from head to fucking toe. So, what does my outfit matter now? What does your, uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. So why, why is it why is it an issue today? Mm-hmm. Today, yep. this is rape didn't over didn't develop overnight. It didn't just like <laughs> here it is because women are promiscuous now. The horny lesbians. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, but yes, I'm gonna leave y'all with that because that's that's that's. Wow, that yeah, came full circle. No, thank you, thank you, (laughs) thank you. Oh my god, that is it for our episode. Huge shout out to my amazing, powerful, beautiful guests. I love y'all so much. Y'all are my family, y'all know it. I love y'all. Oh my god, this was an amazing conversation, but there's so much more work that needs to be done, agreed across the board. I don't know, I might have y'all over here as regulars, because this was amazing. This was fun! <laughs> I, I have plenty of liquor y'all saw, so I'm good. <laughs> oh, I, man, I needed to take a video of that, because that's, ooh, cute, ooh. I know, I'm cured. still blown away. <laughs> that's, You're that's, welcome. That's, that's a different level there. Oh my gosh, yeah, I gotta go that. Oh, but I gotta go to Corpus to see the Selena Memorial. I've been wanting to see the Selena Memorial. There's an entire museum. There's memorials. There's the oh, cemetery. I know. I've been wanting. But we're not talking to about like the Quintanilla family and how problematic they are and moving to the and taking away, oh. you know, money that could be coming to Corpus to help fix everything that's over here. But that's a different conversation Jesus for a different time. Christ. Yeah, this is Thoughts from the 305. I'm your host, Emily Negra. Take it easy. Woo!